Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ferreira at the far post. Can he get a shot off? It's Ferreira to get a second. Yes, he does. Goes in off the hands of JT Marcinkowski. Thomas Ferreira has picked up the second. It's 4-2 Houston Dynamo. It happened. We finally played our first game and I just watched it because I worked an absurd amount of hours this weekend. I had a comedy show on Friday night and it ran till 2 a.m. I had to be back up after three hours of sleep to run film production for like 12 hours. And my co-host, Joey, says, you didn't watch the game because I just finished watching it. No, man, I slept like all day Sunday. How, <laughs> how was your weekend? Dude, we had like the opposite weekends. All I did was watch games. Fuck, dude, I missed the Spurs game. I thought it was at 9.30 or 10.30. So I went to like sit down and watch it because I I slept like, oh, what time did I get up Sunday? 9.30, which is late for me. And I woke up and saw they beat Chelsea 2-0. So I was like, oh. They played uh, a really good game. Dude, they played better with the other the Italian. The skip goal is gorgeous. He's, man, yeah. I'm glad he's back from injury. They play, they play better with... uh whatever his name is, Delini. But we're Stelini, not here to talk. Yeah. And you guys barely cruised by Leicester City, but you have juggernaut Everton next to, uh, they own your asses this season. Hopefully. Oh, no, it's going to be a different game. We have a really good, uh, we have a really easy run right now. So do y'all actually. We got Man City again, Newcastle, Chelsea, but Liverpool. Yeah, we got ah. a pretty easy run until to Liverpool in April. Yeah, but Everton, you never know who's going to show up, and Fulham aren't bad. So, oh no, Fulham definitely aren't bad on the I road think, too. It could be a tough one. I think well, they're punching above their weight. I think they're punching over their weight a little bit. Oh, for sure. I'm not sure that they're that definitely. good, but they're there. Anyway, uh, so I just watched it, and after the match was over, right this morning, I went. I was on the computer, and I typed in to look for the news. Joey, did you happen to like Google the Dynamo after the game at all? No, I didn't. If you had, you'd have seen coverage from Cincinnati outlets and nothing fucking else except for the Houston Dynamo website. What what is what is this? Like what what I mean, there's nothing else. The Rockets are terrible. 
Baseball hasn't started, and the Texans were god awful. Who weren't good either? But shit, new team, new 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 ownership, new players, new seats, and an upgraded bar. No fucking coverage. I mean, do you think this? It's possible to really. You think you can grow a team without local coverage? Do you think word of mouth's enough? Uh, if the team's good, but we're not. I mean, we're we're not good. But did you expect what you saw? Uh, yeah. I mean, I read the stats ahead of time, so I was looking. I, th- I thought we'd look a little more dangerous. But to me, it looked like the final third was still a little bit of a confused area. Well, the word I would use to describe the whole performance was sloppy. It's it, the, the sloppy balls led to the the two uh, the goals, and they almost led to two more. Up, but, sloppy everywhere. Everyone but Herrera, I thought, was really sloppy. See, he got a lot of stick for this game. Like I think I, uh, I don't agree with that at all. One of the. Oh, I know who posted it. And because I don't talk to them, I'm not going to say their name. One of the other podcasts posted a thing where I guess some random or some computer-generated bot analyzed the performances and broke down who the worst players won. And it listed Ache Ache is one of the top three worst. But, I mean, he had – that's the thing is uh, Herrera rated out as our best player. He had the assist. Well, Taters had the goal. And he wasn't he's – not, he's not there to run all over the damn field. He's there to do I, what he did. I thought he was great. Yeah, I didn't have him as one of my top he was players. Probably my, probably my probably like my third pick for man of the match for the entire game on both teams. I would say Herrera was. I uh, let's see where did I have him? I didn't have him as my top three. Actually, I had two man of the match. I gave it to two people, and then most disappointing, it went to three. And uh, I think two of them you'll know, and one will surprise you. But let's let's talk early on. Actually, yeah, we'll do my yellow card, then we'll talk about your stuff. So early on, Artur gets a yellow. Since he has a similar foul prior to, and then what, like seven minutes later, there's a possible handball? I thought that was... Oh, uh, that was a handball, for a sure. Really quick fucking check. So it's glad to see that pro referees are are, are back to their, their, their old ways. So you say handball. Oh, definitely, dude. It was, it was even more frustrating, because even just that morning, I was watching the Arsenal game. We had a clear penalty in that game that wasn't even like checked and then to have a few hours later to have this happen. I was really pissed. Yeah. I don't, What what's the rule guys? Like it needs to be not open to interpretation and the hand wasn't moving towards the side. The hand was extended. It was close to his body, but it wasn't along his body. No, it was a, it was a, it was a stone cold penalty. I don't want, I don't want people to think that that's why we lost. We lost because the first goal shouldn't have been a goal. And the second goal was a fluke. But there was God. There were so many big chances they missed too. So do we. That's the difference. Well, the first goal was just a giant mess by everyone. Steve Clark. Uh, they zoomed in on him early, and I went, "Man, he looks like he got old." Yeah, he should have definitely saved that. He uh, he looks less spry. He didn't look great on distribution. He looked. Uh, he just looked old. I think this will be his last season. But I. I don't know what Tarbell looks like distributing the ball. I know Clark is more comfortable, but it wasn't great for being a goalkeeper that distributes. No, not Jeff, at all. What do you got for me? What's your topic, man? My topic? All right. What what uh what starter from this game should drop to the bench for next game and what bench player should start next game? Drop Franco, Ivan Franco. 
for uh, Bossy. And I'm going to tell you why. Um, I don't think you dropped Baird, even though he rated low, but he had some really good stuff early on. Yvonne Franco, I th it's a toss-up between him and Baird, but I'm going to go with him because he's a new kid on the block. And this is a new league to him, and it's going to take time to get used to the rigors of this league versus Paraguay. But he was, like Baird, non-existent for portions of the game. He had a good chance, and he missed it. Um, oh, it was saved. Defensively, he hustles around, but I noticed a couple of times he drops really far inside. And his, the press, up up the pitch, the press, you can tell it's there, but you can also tell that we're not there yet, like with the understanding of it and the, and the having gelled as a team. But I would drop with Ferreira. Fuck. Look, he was in Paraguay getting his documentation, so I'm going to give him a pass, but that was not a good performance. Go ahead. All right. If for me though, I'm I'm dropping Escobar. Oh, because you got a hard on for Dorsey. Dude, Escobar was shit. I had him He listed. was the worst player on the field. Uh I had him listed as originally he was in my top three worst players, but I replaced him with somebody else on the back line. Dude, he, he was horrible. He wasn't great. The uh I think we looked best. When we got the ball to Coco and HH, I think our tour was okay. But the middle right side of the defense, Bartlow and our tour, I didn't think Bartlow was very good. That goal, that's right in Bartlow territory. I know Escobar pinched inside, but Ethan just couldn't open his hips up. It looks good, though. Motherfucker looks I thought I thought Bartlow, after the first goal, was pretty good. Or after not after the first goal, after that second, the, the chance they had after the first goal that they missed. I think well, after yeah. that, Barlow was pretty good. Didn't he lay off a bad pass in the second half? Led to a clear, like a clear chance. That was teenage. Are you sure? Yeah. Telling you, I could have sworn Bartlow did one. Like I just watched it. He he probably did too. I mean, <clears throat> passing out of the back was all over the place. I thought teenage looked pretty good. He made yeah. some really good tackles. He got outran early on by uh, was it Santos? Yep. Look, he's fast, but that guy is – he lays down a lot. Uh, all right, so that's yours. Who do you got for most disappointing? You can pick three players because I put three down here. So I'll go first since you didn't have a chance to think about it, okay? My mm -hmm. most disappointing, number one, Sebastian Ferreira. We paid good money for you to come in here and finish chances like you had in the first half, but you didn't, and I, you know, he was in Paraguay getting his documentation sorted. Why is that still an issue? We're, we're in fucking February. You knew this was going to be a problem when the season ended in September. I mean, he did get his green card, so he's not an international anymore, so that's great. That's good. That's good. So did uh, Coco. Ooh, Coco's fucking good. We'll talk about him later. Dude, he... When I first saw Coco when he came out and played for us, I was like, eh, it's not worth the money. I think he's worth every fucking dime now. God, he was good. But uh, second, Steve Clark. The first goal, that's a savable ball. He's leaning the wrong way. The ball goes near post. I mean, it's a very savable ball. There's a couple of times out of the back where he made a bad pass. Got a hand to it, too. Did he really? Well, you know, he should have saved it. Yeah, it doesn't get much closer. It. It, it doesn't get much closer to your feet than that. All he had to do was turn his foot to the right and he deflects it. But I knew I'm not, a, I'm not an MLS goalkeeper, so I really can't talk shit. Third, I'm going to put Bartlow. Uh, I thought the first goal was primarily his fault. And then I thought 
like you said, there was a chance later, and I'm pretty sure in the second half there was an errant pass from Bartlow to, I think it was to Hector, that was short, lacked a little pace. They picked it up and cruised right by Ethan. It was Vasquez. I think Vasquez didn't put it away. But those are my thoughts. Vasquez my... had a rough game. Yeah, but you got Brenner on the bench, so you can have a rough game. Santos would look pretty good. Yeah, he's, but... a, he's a stud. But uh, I got, yeah, Bartlow, Sevis, and Clark. Not in that order. But Ferreira, we were talked a lot about him. And that's got to improve. He didn't look good in the press. He didn't look good passing. He got few chances, but he should be getting more. So who do you got as your worst three, your most disappointing guys? All right. Well, Sebas, we already talked about. And then I'm going to go with Clark as well. And I already talked about Escobar, so I'm not going to go Escobar. I'm going to go, I'm going to go with Coco. Really? Yeah. I thought he was pretty horrible yesterday. Really? Yeah. Did we watch the same game? Yeah. Does Apple offer like different versions of the match? Like choose your own adventure? Dude, Coco was rough. Keep going, man. Tell me tell me some more. And his decision making around the box was awful. His final ball never connected. He was he was constantly getting beat in midfield as well defensively. Now one thing I think he did really well was I thought he pressed offensively very high and very well. Won the ball back a few times, which was great. I am creating chances, getting the ball to Sebas. It was non-existent. Yeah, Sebas didn't get any favors done for him. See, I thought I noticed Coco and Sebas kind of flipped, where Ferrer would drop into more like a false nine roll, and Coco would move the field and press because Ferreira's not very good at it. No, or, not at all. Or maybe he doesn't understand what we're trying to do. I don't know. I watch on Apple TV, but I thought Coco. There was a couple of times you say around the box. He's so hesitant to pull the trigger and shoot the ball. And that's been a thing with him that I've noticed since day one. Fucking let it fly, man. And when he does shoot it, he skies it. No, just let it fly. Because there's open shots. Baird had an opportunity early on that he, he laid off instead of taking it. But I, I didn't think Coco was that bad. I didn't think horrible was a word. I thought there were some things so, he did So when we're, talking about, when we're talking about disappointing, too, he also has a higher standard. He does, but I don't think... Because we know how good he could be. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, we've seen him, but I mean, I thought there were flashes of pure brilliance from him, but then there were times where he looked indecisive. You think that's largely in part, you think that's in part due to the amount of new players we have? Because up top, you only got three. You only got one new player. I, right I mean, now. he had that same issue last year, too. What is he, 24? 25? 24, yeah. 24. Okay. So he's... He's still youngish for a midfielder. Yeah, I mean, he could definitely improve. That was my issue with him last year. He gets around the top of the box. He starts hesitating and, or, and loses the ball. He makes a decision, makes a horrible pass, or shoots it and flies it over the bar. He looks old. It's almost never the he? right move. He looks, so, he looks so old. Yeah, he does look old. He's, he's, the, old, he's the oldest looking 24-year-old I've ever seen. Seriously. And I mean... I, I watched Oliver, Oliver Skip play, and he looks old too. But I don't know who Coco's clinician is, but man, fire him. You need a new skincare regimen, brother. And I'm glad he lost that little soul patch. Did you notice that? But he still had it. Did he lose it? I thought he shaved it off. I thought it looked clean shaved. I, didn't, I, didn't, I wasn't really looking for it. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't super. I wasn't unhappy about him. But there was a time, you know, I'm getting used to saying shoot, but he doesn't shoot. 
Man of the match. Who you got? Um, probably Alvaro Barrio. From Houston, man. We don't care about Cincinnati. <laughs> what are you doing? We freaking lost, so we don't get a man of the match. We do um, on this show. We celebrate little victories. Happy accidents. Uh, Herrera. Herrera, Schmidt, neither of them tied. How come? I mean, Herrera was just kind of everywhere. His set-piece delivery was great. He was an option for almost all the time, even though Barloka never hit him, but he was an option. You know, he's really kept us ticking, switching the play, setting the tempo. I thought he was great. I mean, his final ball in the in the final third of the field wasn't always great, but like it's also week one, and it's also not what he's known for. He's not really a playmaker, so he f- is finding himself up there a little more than he would in Atletico or in Porto, but I think he's doing a solid job. I thought he had a great game, and then Schmidt it was like he he dominated that left side. I mean, he's playing against a a former Atletico Madrid player in Arias, so yeah. like he had tough competition on that left side. I thought he kept him pretty quiet. And Franco, Franco helped him a lot defensively too, and I thought they had a pretty good partnership. He got Franco the ball pretty comfortably. He also had a hard time passing it to Herrera. I don't understand why none of our defenders could pass, but he it took his like- goal well. It looked like the pitch was running a little bit slow. It looked like it was a problem for both sides with the pace of the ball. Yeah, it could have been. I have old Tater Schmidt as one of my men of the match too. Man, he's what impresses me most is he literally almost came off of you know out of nowhere. Limited time in RSL, mostly a USL uh, championship player, and he's did he not score in the last uh, preseason game? Assist? What did he have? Um, in the last one. Yeah, versus Dallas. He had nothing in that one. It was the game before against Columbus. He had an assist. Okay. So this guy in three games from the left back position has two goal involvements. And the header was, fuck, that was nice. And you mentioned. Yeah, it really was. You mentioned Herrera's crosses. You know who's usually a cross and free kick taker is Amin Bossy. He did it a lot in England. Yeah, he's going to have a hard time taking those kicks. But then you can put Herrera in the box. You yeah. Know, you get a bigger body in there. I, I think it might be better to do kind of like you know, maybe like more like Arsenal do where they have their playmaker like sit um wide wide of the box because like, they always have Odegaard drift in the, like on the corner of the box instead of taking the kick or being in the box. So then when the ball comes out, you could they could orchestrate. I think they might do something like that. Yeah, because I don't think maybe Yvonne Franco could do that. But looking at the the team we have now, as far as free kick and corner specialists. I mean, Ache Ache is not primarily known for that, is he? No, but I, I think he, I think he, he think he'll keep that job. I don't see why he won. That was the most dangerous or set pieces look since since probably Jocko Maidana back in twenty sixteen. Yeah, he uh, it gets him a break too. You know, he's the elder statesman on the pitch. Gets him a little bit of a a, a breather. Go take yeah. Those. All right. So for my man of the match, I got teenage Adebe. Number one, I thought aside from what was the one time he got beat, I thought he looked pretty comfortable on the ball. The deflection and clearance that was he was turning an awkward angle and he fell. We know he doesn't do that well, but I thought he was very solid at the back. I don't think he was helped much by uh, by Bartlow, but I thought Hadebe was good. And then Schmidt, like he's just stepped right in, replaced Adam Lundquist, and I'll be honest. He looks better than Lundqvist ever did. It's only three games in, but 
I think we found a decent replacement for Lundqvist. Do you think that Brad Smith, when healthy, take like walks right into it, or you think he's got a fight on his hands? Walks into it? Hell no! I don't think anyone. I don't think anyone should walk into any place in the team. But I mean, coming off an injury, there's no way he walks in. Don't forget, we also have Vanderkust around too. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's going to be a. Uh, where is he? And where was he's Bossy? Still not in Houston. Bossy was, was Bossy? injured. Fuck, he's hurt already. Um. Yeah, it seemed like a pretty minor thing. He was training on the side on Friday. Shit, were you there? No. I thought you had. I one. wish. And some ITK knowledge going on. It's that Bayou City, <laughs> Bayou City connection. Uh, yeah, man, I think Bossy is going to change things a lot up top. And I broke down. Uh, I think the the creativity and the goal scoring will increase with Bossy and uh, Brad Smith available. Both offensive players, different options. But Schmidt goes both ways. He defends and he yeah. gets forward. Yeah, I think that Smith Smith is more of a forward, more forward minded, and then Vanderkus is more defensive minded. So I think you got a good mix of the three. It could all be matchup dependent. Hundred percent, hundred percent agree with you. What's your uh, second topic? What the hell is wrong with Steve Clark? That's the topic. Uh, you want to go first? Dude. You want me to? Go ahead, dude. He was, he was something else. He was bad. He was bad for this. He was bad against Dallas too. Like I'm starting to get worried. I'm starting to want to have Xavier Baldez be ready. Okay. We got, we're good. I, I would love to see Tarbell first, but I'd rather Clark look like he did last year. Dude, what did you, he, he, he couldn't pass. He can't catch. He can't save at the near post. And then you look on the other side, they had Roman Salantano. He had six saves. He was candidate for man of the match. He was incredible. Yeah, he did. He played very well. That was really the difference in the game for when it comes to the scoreline. I mean, I think Cincinnati played us off the field for a lot of that game, but when it came down to it, we had some good chances out of nothing, really, from the set pieces, and Santano just kept making save after save. Yeah, see, I, I wrote down that we looked – that since he looked better for about 20 to 25 minutes of the game, they obviously looked better in the beginning. They looked better after the goal because – we still do this shit where after we get scored on or when the second half starts, you saw it in the second half as soon as it started, another goal. It's a different team. Why is this still happening? It's the same shit that we've seen year in, year out, but it is a different team, and maybe it's just because it's early. But, man, I don't know. But, yeah, Clark is uh, – maybe forgot to take his Centrum Silver because he yeah, rated out – I mean. If if he keeps sucking, do you do you think we go Tarbell or do you think we go Valdez? Tarbell, I think you go Tarbell? with the veteran and you ease Valdez into it. Who was on the bench? Tarbell's on the bench, so I'm gonna go. Tarbell's you got to go bench. Tarbell. I, th- I think it depends on what our record is. I did because well, honestly, also... I think if we're, I think if we start the season with like five or six losses, like screwed at that point, might as well just throw Valdez in. No, and don't say we're gonna start with five or six losses. Don't even throw that out there. <laughs> we're not. We have if Clark uh, we, keeps playing like that. We might. Well, if Clark keeps playing like that, Ben Olsen does not appear to be a guy who's going to let guys who have been here stay because he did it to Dorsey. Dorsey, I mean, Escobar didn't even play the final preseason game. He was signed late ish to the club. And Griffin's already lost that position. He's going to back right away. I don't see that happening, man. I think Escobar offers a lot more than Dorsey. Dude, he was bad. Dorsey was good. Dorsey was good off the bench. I thought Dorsey was really good. I got I don't the think ratings. He put a foot wrong. 
got the ratings in front of me and foot mob is staying. Escobar's six six, Dorsey is six four. Here, let's pull up let's pull up my ratings. I think my ratings are more valid. Are these are Joe Chabala ratings. Biocity soccer ratings. I did them today. You can find them at joechabala.com. <laughs> Biocitysoccer.net. We got my player ratings up. What I give? I gave Escobar a two. Bro. I gave Dorsey got a seven. All right, there's a little bit of bias in there. It's no bias. Dorsey was really good. He didn't put a foot wrong. Ah, uh, Joey. Escobar Escobar was a massive reason for both our goals conceded. He looked oh, lost. He, he didn't even look like he was playing on the same team. Is this on a scale of 1 to 10? Yeah. Joey, why do you hate Corey Baird? Because he played like shit, that's why. Where did you give Sebas? I thought Baird played better than Sebas. I thought they they both equally sucked. I could see that. I could see that. Bear, oh. Baird offered nothing. Nothing the entire game. Yeah, he was kind of lost out there. Sorry, I was typing. I was trying to find something. He, uh, he, he had some good runs, I felt, off the ball. I was watching a Chapito where it was pointing them out to me. And I and I went and watched back some of the timestamps he left for me, but Baird, Baird made some really good runs, but and, and just no one cared to look for him. But the thing is, the times when he did get the ball, he did absolutely nothing with it. So does he deserve the ball more? I mean, I guess it's a team game, so you should always spread the ball out no matter what. But like, he, he didn't do anything to demand the ball. Joey, is, did you rank Escobar so low because he's from Argentina? Are you Brazilian? Am I Brazilian? No. Because that Polish. would explain it. Polish. You know, that that explains your affinity for Herrera. I'm just fucking with you. What? <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. No, I'm looking at your ratings. That's my affinity for Carol Swiderski. Carol Swiderski. Okay. I don't know who that is. Charles. That's right. Wasn't he your pick to win something this year? MVP. I've, yeah, I've heard you mention that name. Uh, you're brutal on these ratings. Because we played like shit. See, I didn't think we were that bad. We look different, like we have. We look the same way. And Apple TV, figure out your fucking formations. What were we in, man? Because it looked to me like a four-three-three, but everybody's calling a four-two-three-one. I think we looked more like a four. I we really looked like a four-four-two at a lot of times out of possession. In position, we were more of a four-two-three-one. Out of position, we swapped into a four-four-two when when Coco would go press up higher. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like it, yeah because he, he has to help in the press. Sevis doesn't get around as as well as uh, it, did, it never really looked like a four three three at any point to me because I don't really. I mean, Archer kind of stayed on that right side most of the time. They, he didn't really play like a lone six or rare dropped pretty deep. Yeah, I did notice that. But it looks like we have a little fluidity in the uh, in the formation, which is a good thing. Yeah, I mean, good thing. I, I think we played like shit, but I think there was there was clear signs of where our improvements need to be. And I think those are things we could fix out and then lead to some good performances. I don't think we were hopeless. I thought we were bad, but not hopeless. So goalkeeper's a spot to fix. Where else? Right wing? Yeah, right wing. I think we should get another signing out there if Bear doesn't step up. And how, long do you, how long do you give him? How long do I give him? Five matches? Five I would start him again against New England. He did have his best game of the season last year playing New England. So that could be a sign. And then if he doesn't play well against there, give him the Austin game. 
And then if he doesn't impress against Austin, I say we bring him off the bench next two games. If he still sucks, then we just forget about him. I can't wait till Austin comes here. That place is going to be uh, fucking we, packed. We've got to have a short lease with Baird because one, his salary is high. And until he rejected a, a pay cut because he wanted to prove himself on a on this contract. He wants to earn this contract again. Or he just wants to keep the money. Yeah. I mean, like, I want to prove myself, but keep paying me a lot. Yeah. Well, he wants to. <clears throat> this is the last year of this contract. So if he doesn't prove himself, he's going to go somewhere else and get paid half as much. Pat Onstead learned those negotiating tactics from a YouTube video. It's like yeah, I saw it on we're, 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 the same video he signed uh, Tiago Wino from. Yeah, it was it was a compilation. <laughs> how to how to how to pitch contracts and recruit unknown talent. Um, yeah, I, I wasn't super impressed with Baird. I thought Yvonne Franco looked better, but I was really despondent. That's a big word. Uh, not seeing him in bossy because I really think he offers a lot more going forward than anybody up there, including Sebastian Ferreira. I do. It's- yeah, I, I agree, and that that brings me to my third topic. Really, is how could we get set as the ball? I don't know what we're trying to do. Like, are we trying to whip it and crosses? Are we trying to work the ball through the middle? I'm I'm kind of confused as to what is it a combination? Are we on just you know balanced play? And, what and that's where and that's where Bassi comes into play. I think he sets the identity because we saw against Dallas how he kind of plays that more inverted role on the left and becomes a playmaker. And then Coco is able to get a little more forward. We'll have to get the ball in the box instead of having to be the person who puts the ball in the box. But with Franco out there, I mean, Franco, I think Franco had a pretty solid game. I thought he looked pretty inventive compared to everyone else. But you can tell him and really Fredetta, that kind of guy. Him and oh, yeah, Fredetta do tell. have chemistry. Yeah, they, you know, they were trying to do those flicks a few times in the first half. It never really came off, but you could saw what, you saw what they were trying to do. But yeah, Frank, Franco can't really do what Bossy does in the playmaking aspect, so I feel like that kind of throws off the whole balance, which is a little bit of an issue because if Bossy misses a stretch of the season, we're a little screwed. Franco seems to be uh, Franco seems to be heavily right-footed, extremely oh, right-footed. Definitely. And I hate – I'm not a huge fan of the inverted wingers. I'm not. But no, we do I have, am. I mean, if you have fullbacks that can get up the pitch, great. But I don't know what role Escobar is really playing because I saw Schmidt more up the field than him. Escobar, I don't think Escobar knew what role he was playing. Dude was completely lost. I mean, this explains my two rating. He, he it didn't even look like he was part of the team. He had no chemistry. He was there was times where he would press up without Artur like even knowing what the fuck he was doing. It was there was no communication, and he got caught out multiple times. Didn't support Baird at all, which contributes to Baird not getting the ball in good spots. Yeah, there was a couple of times we tried to play the ball in behind, but we just missed. There was a few, man. We just yeah. missed. And that, that'll come with Coco and Herrera getting sharper throughout the season. Yeah, they, a lot of it comes down to these guys having only been together, some of them, for a month, two yeah. months. And I think the second half looked way better. Not not defensively. Definitely. Defensively, there were those boneheaded mistakes that led to, I think it was like three big chances. <laughs> yep. But it looked like after the first half, we got a little comfortable playing together after they scored. And well, I think can... we better best moments after Dorsey came and Quinones came on. See, I didn't get that far into the game because it was getting too late. I, you told me I didn't miss much. So I turned it off really at 75. So, so that was actually when we started playing our best game. I mean, Dorsey was great. Dorsey was, he was, dri- he was dribbling with the ball, which is something Escobar almost never did. He was taking people on. He was passing the ball up to Quinones. The right side actually looked like a functioning part of the team on like the prior 70 minutes. I saw uh, 
I went and read on social media after the game, which is always a mistake. Always a mistake. Always a mistake. Somebody highlighted Chris Chris's. Who? Bad Chris. Guy Chris? I didn't read his stuff. Yep. I did not read his <laughs> stuff. I, I think it was on the Facebook post or something from the Dynamo. And somebody had posted how it was the same old team and terrible passing. Passing wasn't great, but if you look at the stat line, we're not the same team. We kept the ball and it was very rhythmic. Like we were, aside from Steve Clark with those, I'm not going to go into that, very rhythmic. And it looked like for the most part, we were in the right spots at the right time. The ball lacked a little bit of pace from time to time. And there were a couple of, a couple of balls played behind the runner. But it just seems like we are on the precipice, not of being a championship team, but of being a team that can put in a performance like this and convert those chances. And I think when Bossy gets back, I think we're really going to see a little bit of a difference, not a major one, but enough to just like, okay, we're getting more chances. Because for the amount of time we had the ball, I thought we created a lot, but not enough on target. I think Bossy changes everything, really. Yeah. I think I think that those two changes, I think, I think Bossy and and Dorsey starting, I think that changes everything. What's your third topic? Well, my third topic was how could we get Seb out the ball? And shit, was that it? I must have missed it. Yeah, it was it. Damn it. <laughs> I don't know, man. Crosses. Yeah. I mean, he's got to get to a point where uh, him dropping the point. I guess the point of him dropping deep is he can run in behind Coco because he looks like he does like to make runs from time to time, but. I don't know. Pass the ball to the middle more. Herrera did a decent job of doing that. Schmidt did a good job of doing that. Herrera, oh, Herrera does great with that because a lot of times when Herrera gets the ball in that sort of middle third of the field, sometimes he just picks his head up and goes where's Herrera and passes it directly to him. It didn't come off a lot of time because, and you look at you look at Cincinnati. They had Abina Nobodo. Dude is an absolute monster in midfield. He stopped a lot of those passes, but the the thing is that Herrera is looking for them and. We look at midfielders we've had in the past, the last bunch of years, Nemo, for example, Vera, these kind of guys, they didn't look for that pass. They would just pass it sideways to the fullback, pass it sideways to the winger, pass it backwards to the other defensive midfielder. Like Herrera's pushing the ball forward, and that's why I was so impressed with them. Or they would just play catch with fetch with Fafa. Go get it. Yep. Go get it. And that didn't work. And then but... Fafa would be off sides anyway. Yeah, but I am, I am a fan of the uh, the way we're playing now. Did old Fafa get a run out this week? Fafa played phenomenally, I thought. Oh, fuck. Dude, he, so did, he, he hit an assist. He, he, he was one of their best players today. So, so did Parker. Parker scored, yeah. That motherfucker. He couldn't do that the whole time here. Dude, dude, I'm telling you, Nash, Nashville played a good game. They played a physical game. I, I, I predicted them out of playoffs. I think I might have to change my mind on that. They they play a physical, physical, physical game in New York City, which has had nothing for it. Fafa played phenomenally, and so did Schaffelberg. Players to watch, man. We play them at some point, I think. He's also stepping into a team that's a little more uh, solidified than us. We're very much a new squad. And Parker, what the fuck, guys? Like, was it that bad here? Like, were we that bad? Was Tim Parker didn't score once in? He must have played seventy-five or eighty games for us. Not a single goal with that big ass head. He played sixty-three. Fuck, it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot for no goal, especially when you look at Steris. Steris had a few. Uh, do you think we see uh, Steris for Bartlow next match? I hope so. 
And it's not just because I think Bartlett was bad, but she was. But I think it's also a matchup, a matchup thing because they have they have big boy Vrioni up front, and I don't think Bartlett could handle him. He, we need someone who's experienced and a little bit, a little bit bigger to handle that guy. I think Bartlett was in because of his pace. You know, since he's got yeah. some quick guys up front, but I thought Steris would be starting on opening day. Obviously, I was wrong. Yeah, he he should definitely start this next weekend. Plus, he's playing against Bruce Arena. Steris knows how a Bruce Arena team operates. So, who are you picking to drop? Was it drop? Were you dropping Baird? I was dropping Escobar. Escobar. So you're dropping Escobar before Bartlow. Yeah, hundred percent. I think when we're on the road, you're going to see Franco Escobar. I think when we're at home, you'll see more of Dorsey. We're playing. I want to see like... Dorsey the, the next thirty three games. Well, I mean, you look at Cincinnati, they're two strikers combined for 36 goals, which is not much less than we scored as a team last year. So to me, it makes sense to play the defensive-minded guy, even though, I don't know. Ooh, we were just talking about Vandekust. He, uh, he's in Houston now. About time. Yeah, he posted He posted some days in, days in Houston. Need to get that Dutch kid to stick his finger in the dam. <laughs> but, uh, so you said... So wonderful to see him start. I doubt it. I don't think so. I doubt it too. I but. I don't see any reason to drop Schmidt whatsoever. I don't either, but you never know. He looks like uh what do we call him? A gem? He this motherfucker, he looks like a find. But it's he, early, man. It, he reminds me of Dylan Remick. That's who he really reminds me of. Do you remember Dylan Remick? Yep. Or was that before you watched? No, it was right towards the end. Right toward, right right as he left, I was getting into it. Yeah, I mean we signed him on the what reentry draft from Seattle. He was a fringe player in Seattle. He ended up challenging Beasley for a lot of minutes. Dude was dude was phenomenal. Beasley was uh, getting old at that point too. Yeah, I and mean, we made the playoffs with Remick playing a lot of minutes. Remick scored a goal in the in the against Portland in the playoffs. Didn't Remick retire because of injuries? Yeah, or was that Wanger? Did Wanger do both the same them, thing? They okay. both did. That sucks. I mean, they stay, they wouldn't still be here because they would be lumped in as part of that. Uh, I don't know what you call the bunch of players we shipped off. The heartless. Oh, they'd be gone by now. Maybe Remick would still be here, but maybe. But yeah, they were still in their twenties when they left the game. Twenty eight, twenty nine, twenty seven, something like that. Yeah. But I'm uh, I'm looking. To, I'm still looking forward to the season. I think that we have a tough schedule to start. Oh, dude, as negative as I've been, because I think the performance was bad. But like, I'm, I'm just still lots of optimism. Like. One bad performance doesn't change that. Does Nashville look like title contenders to you right now? Does Nashville? No. Not Nashville. Fucking FC Cincinnati. Cincy. FC Cincinnati. They really didn't. They didn't look. They didn't look that good. I mean, I thought Santos was good. I think. I think Barrial played well, but that's also because Escobar was complete horseshit, and then. Nobodo played really well, and then Miazga and Mosquera and Santana were also standouts for me. But like Vasquez and Acosta, the two guys who you expect to like really dominate a game, they weren't good. They weren't clinical. I thought no, they had chances, man. Thank God they weren't clinical because I mean, it could have been four to one. Brenner came off the bench; he didn't do anything. Did you see? Uh, who was the Brazilian run over and hugged him? Hmm. I can't remember the name. I did see that. Santos? Who won the scored? Who scored? First goal. Santos. Yeah. That was yeah. Him. Sergio Santos. But I mean, even though we lost, there was there was a slight joy to my Saturday. Do you know why? 
You probably watched the that? games. There's two other games that had a very good outcome for me. Take a guess. Dallas and Austin? Oh, hell yeah. Who the fuck gets beat by an expansion team in their first match at home? So I actually think I actually think this is really funny because I I was uh, doing some research for uh, for an article I was writing, and St. Louis. This was the second time since 2018 an uh, expansion team won their first ever game, and both games actually happened to be on the road against a title contending team that wears green. I thought that was really interesting because they they beat Seattle. They certainly gave uh, Austin what appeared to be a. Montreal is not a bad club, but Austin's better. What appears to be a pretty cush entry into this season. St. Louis at home, Montreal at home, Salt Lake on the road. And they got some bullshit. Where are they from? Violette. They don't even have a crest. I don't know who they play. Who do they play at? Violette. On oh, the Champions League? Guatemala? They Guatemala? Where are they from? Violette? I have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> it, won't, it won't even tell me. They're probably a fucking semi-pro no, club, in, semi-pro club in Chile. I, I think they're gonna be fine. They're gonna they're gonna bounce right back. No, they're not. They're Did gonna, you see Drew UC's goal, dude? That was beautiful. Don't, don't ever ever comment compliment an Austin FC player here. You can't do dude, that. that was in the, fine, I'll 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 shit on Kip Keller, dude. That was that might have been the worst back pass I've ever seen in my life. I mean, for as hyped up as they were with these offseason signings, that's a huge letdown. Huge. Yeah. I mean, Lung, Lungfist didn't even play. He didn't even make the bench. He was hurt, I think. Oh well, Adam, you should have stayed in Houston. Actually, you know what? Fuck off. You want to leave? Tate, man, taters. I'm happy with Schmidt. He, I'm telling you, man, he looks better than Lundqvist ever looked. Ever. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. Schmidt, Schmidt, a good game. And he's shiny and new. That's what I like about him. And he looks like Dorsey and Baird, if they had a baby. We almost had them all in the field together. If if the uh, if they just waited like another minute to sub out a uh, Baird. I can't do that to the announcers because they'll be like, which one is that? I can't tell. They need to print their names bigger. I can't tell. Yeah, Fuck like 2013 they're, Arsenal. They're playing them all on the same side. This is not in the contract, MLS. Good news. Uh, Glenn Davis, did you see, he's going to be doing live broadcast on ESPN 97.5. Yeah. And for Apple, we could, you could listen to them if you're only for the home games. Dude, have you – look – have you tried to watch a replay on MLS season pass yet? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know how to do it. I kept getting the highlights. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> then I noticed it said hold for options. I was on the internet. Like, how do I watch previous games? Because they default to the highlights. What's so hard about putting three icons down there? So we know. Yeah, they need to fix that. I didn't pay 15 bucks a month to be confused, motherfuckers. But overall, though, I think Apple's doing a really good job. I thought I do. the game looked really nice. I thought the commentators were great. I like the extra content. That's nice. Yeah. yeah, I think the commentators did a really, really, really good job. I really like Callum Williams. He did a really good job in Minnesota for a while. And we all love Callum Carr. Well, one of them made this comment. This is pretty much the same team from a dismal season last year. And I was like, it's not at all. Early in the game, during like the pregame warmups and stuff like that when they were talking. One of them was like, this is pretty much the same team. It's not even close. Like, am I missing something? Yeah, that's a dumb comment. I mean, you're going to get stuff like that now with Apple because, you know, there's all these teams to cover. You're not getting Glenn who's invested in the team commentating. So you're going to have some stupid ass takes, but 
they're gonna have stupid ass takes for everyone. So I think that's just kind of part of it. I wish they would have kept uh, one local commentator, her club, the main commentator, and brought them on. So you have somebody with knowledge of the club, not just reading notes a couple hours before the game. I mean, they got Kalen Carr. He's pretty knowledgeable in the Dynamo. He still keeps up. Where's he? Uh, where's he been? What's he been doing? Has he been announcing elsewhere? Uh, he's been working with MLS. He's been on like the Extra Time podcast and all that stuff. Okay. It's kind of like, like media Glenn. personality for them. Still, uh, yeah. Still, I like love Glenn. Glenn. I'm excited. To, so I, I think it's a good balance because I do like the neutral commentary. So I think for me, who doesn't get to go to all the games, I get all the road games of the neutral commentaries and I get the home games with Glenn and Bobby Boswell. So I like the signing good, of Boswell. His, yeah, uh, I like it too. His grandmother or mother, his mom was my neighbor for years over here. True story. Really? Yeah, she's like, my son played for the Dynamo. Or was it son or grandson? I don't know if it's grandson, man. I don't think she's that old. I think it was son. I go, what's his name? She goes, have you heard of Bobby Boswell? I was like, yeah, I've heard of Bobby Boswell. Who the fuck <laughs> hasn't? It's like, for real, lady? Yeah. So I lived by one of his, maybe it was aunt, aunt or mom. Somebody that's related to Bobby Boswell. That's awesome. So we have the New England Revolution coming up in New England. Joey, who do you got? Who do I got? I got a one-one tie. Me too. Because we're not allowed to predict a loss ever. I can't do it. I, I predicted a loss for last game. I predicted exactly. I predicted two-one. Well, you got to rub it in. That's your fault. <laughs> you see, you put that. What did you say earlier too? You were like, if we lose the first five or six games, Joey. If we lose the first five or six games, it's on you. I don't it's, think it's. I think we. I think we beat. We beat Austin. Hundred fucking percent. We are going to beat Austin, and we are going to be physical. I think we're going to beat New York City as well. I mean, they're going to they're going to walk down here, but they're going to limp home. What game? The game we better win. We better win on the road in LAFC. I know we're not going to, but we better win because I'm going to be there. Oh, it's going to be tight. You need to Facetime me so I can watch <laughs> the game. So I can watch the game with you. Just put yeah, me there. You go. Just put me on the chair next to you. Have the guy hold. Hold my phone. Point it at the field. I'm coming. I'm coming to Houston for a game this year for sure. Joey, then we're going to have to get together and get fucked up or at least responsibly drunk. Dude, I'm down. I was looking I was looking at uh, probably in September for the Dallas game. Let's see. When is that one? Bro. September 30th. I need to see the, let me see the calendar. God, that's so far away. I might not even be alive by then. One. You motherfucker. And that's the fifth weekend. I'm going to have to switch my ex. Well, dude, I've been looking for like road trips, but every like flights are like 500 to $600 per game. How far is Phoenix from you? Well, it doesn't matter. That's too far of a drive to save Phoenix. Yeah. Phoenix isn't a bad. Phoenix you fly is like six, seven hours. No, it's too far. You could fly Allegiant, but for the price you, the money you'd save flying, you, you'd spend that in driving and parking. Yeah, exactly. Man, if you get here on the 29th, oh shit. Yo, get here on the 29th if you can. If not, get here on the 30th. And after the game, we'll see if I'm still doing stand up by then. Uh, oh, yeah. Bro, I'll take you fucking. I'll take you out to one of the clubs. I'll probably be, I'll probably stay like four days if I can. Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, all these away all these away trips are so expensive, and then I'm looking at all the flights. Like I was looking at doing Seattle. I was looking at doing the Red Bulls. I still might do the Red Bulls, <laughs> dude. I'm not. I don't know. I really want to do the Red Bulls still because I want to go see family, but it's six hundred dollars for the flight, and that's oh. absurd. Joey, I have two tickets. I could leave my kid at home and take you. <laughs> That would save me a trip dropping off his mom. His mom's to go back out to go to the bar. There you go. It's a long drive, bro. 
it's a long drive. Yeah, but I'm looking at these all away games are also expensive. And then I look at the one city that actually that's like in my price range, and it's Houston. Yeah, the Houston flight tickets were like two hundred fifty dollars instead of five hundred. So I'm like, well, I might as well just go to Houston. That's why we are such a welcoming place. It doesn't cost oh, much yeah. to get here, and there's a shit ton to do. All right, final thoughts time. What do you got? Final thoughts. Uh, bad performance with room to grow. I, I say, think, uh, okay. I think Ben. I think Ben is gonna really, really take them over next game. I think we're gonna get an improved result, get a tie. I think, as of right now, I'm still very optimistic. It takes a lot to to get me down, but I think when we can find some finishing in the final third. I think we're going to be a fucking force to be reckoned with. And by that, I mean top seven. I mean seventh place. That's to us right now is that'd be like winning the lottery if you were homeless. That's what it would feel like. <laughs> that's what it would feel like. All right. Well, boys and girls, that's it, man. That's about an hour. I got shit to do. I got to return some phone calls. And what do you got planned tonight, Joey? Um. Football Honestly, nothing. Let's play some FM. Yeah, pretty much. Football FM. manager and Chinese food. Uh, no, no, no Chinese food today, but football manager for sure. How much more weight have you lost? Um, I lost another five this last week. Damn, Joey. We're gonna do one of our cover art will be your before and after photo. <laughs> and it's gonna All be right. shirt. It's gonna be shirtless. Wait till, wait till wait till my Dynamo jersey comes. It comes on Friday. I got it. I got it in a large. Joey, I don't want to see you in the jersey. I want to see what's underneath. <laughs> so does bad guy Chris. He'll put you on his OnlyFans. <laughs> but, ladies and gentlemen, that's it. This has been uh, Season 3, Episode 6, I think. Or 5. I don't know. I should probably know that before we start. Uh, if you haven't, like, share, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, this weekend, Saturday night, I'll be at the Late Night Dirty Show in Edo. And Joey will be absorbing every single MLS game possible glued to the television in his large shirts while I hang out with drunk people and and children all day Saturday. They're not together. Children first, then drunk people. (laughs) But uh, that's it, man. Thanks for listening. And as always, go Dynamo. Ferreira at the far post. Can he get a shot off? It's Ferreira to get his second. Yes, he does. Goes in off the hands of JT Marcinkowski. Thomas Ferreira has picked up the second. It's 4-2 Houston Dynamo. Big shout out to my favorite band, Familiar with Failure, for the introductory music. You can find them at FWFTX on all social media platforms. Once again, that's Familiar with Failure. Check them out. Badass band. Cool ass people.